Welcome to The Sanctuary, a place where we dig deep into motherhood, sisterhood, and the intersection between faith and our everyday lives. I'm Nicole, and I'm a wife, mother of one, and a friend to the sister over here. And I'm MJ, mother of three, devoted Packer fan, and child of God. Are you ready? Whether you're doing dishes, changing diapers, or putting your feet up for a minute, we invite you into an encouraging, truth-telling, and motivational space. Today we're going to talk about keeping your eyes on the Lord and how to keep faith. Nicole, are you ready to get into this? Nicole. Nicole, are you on Instagram? Huh? What? Get, can you? Look, look at this, focus. though. Look at these moms doing their thing. Oh, my gosh. Her home is beautiful. Is Wait a second. Look how. House. Look at this, though. She's super organized. She's That's got like her is. laundry down to to a T. Like she knows the pods she's got to use and everything. The little labels on those bins. Oh my lord! Look at that cute kid. <laughs> oh my okay, gosh! This guy is adorable. Okay, focus in. Focus. How is he so happy all the time? Oh wait. Okay. okay. Hold on. So what are we doing? We're fixing our eyes on Jesus. Yeah, we're talking about fixing our eyes on Jesus and Hebrews twelve verses one through. Four, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. So with those struggles and those oppositions, whatever it may be, I think it would be good to get some um, examples or context on this. Obviously, I struggle with Looking at Instagram and <laughs> look at other mamas doing their work. <laughs> they're just kids, just seem happy all the time. So it yes. can be honestly a distraction. Reel, you realize this, right? <laughs> Social media highlight reel. No, yeah, it's true. This is one of my favorite passages. It actually is one that I come back to often when I find myself um, like discouraged because I'm like, I got to get to the root, right? And I love the part in this passage where it's like the race marked out for us. I mean, if we think about talking about the track, Nicole, remember that one time we went hiking? Yes. <laughs> and we had a plan and we were just going to do the small trail, had it all set out. We were talking and lo and behold, we got off track. <laughs> and that one mile turned into <laughs> close to, I think, five extras, almost six and a half, seven mile yeah. stretch with no water. <laughs> no and water. we couldn't. It was just, so hot. Yeah. It was, I was so dehydrated that day. It tested our friendship a little bit, a little bit. We had some quiet dead moments of like, how dare you get us off track? No signal, 1% battery. Couldn't even have music to like drown anything out. But anyways, we couldn't get right back on track just as easily as we wanted to, right? We were like, we got to take the real long way all the way back because we don't know where we're going. All we know is it's going to turn into a circle and get us back. That took time. Yeah. God is so much more merciful than Right. Yeah. As soon as we turn to him, it's like shortcut straight to the car. Mm-hmm. You exit yeah, out all exactly. those extra miles, all that dehydration, all the burnt shoulders. Oh my goodness, burnt so face, burnt. burnt nose. Oh <laughs> lord. But that's that's the beauty of when you are off track. 
how easy it is when God is like, okay, let's get back on track. It's mm-hmm. it's the quickest way. Turn your face and just submit and Lord, help me find the way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's think about when we are considering what it looks like to be in the race that is set out for us. That is not the race of like the rat race of the world, right? Where we're looking and we're trying to outstrive someone else and we're trying to do, you know, something better or compare what we have currently to things to anybody else on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever, TikTok, social media that you're on, that that's not actually the race that is marked out for us. Like the race that's marked out for us is the one that Jesus has called us to independent of anybody else. And so if we can keep that context as we talk about this topic, it's going to make it so much more clear. We're going to focus on truly the point today, which is focusing on Jesus. Okay, that's great and all, and it sounds great. But how do you keep your focus on Jesus when we you can't see him physically? You can't see him physically? Okay, I can't either. <laughs> but that would be odd. You guys probably got to check me out of here. Um, I got a picture right here. I could keep my focus on the picture all day long. But no, so it's a good question. My kids have asked me that too. Like, okay, what does that mean? Like he's like, there's not a real person. So it's, it's a good opportunity for us to think about like, it's really walking in faith, right? So when we say looking at Jesus, it's basically knowing like, what is it that he has called us to? And so how do we know what that is? How do we stay focused on him? We know his word. We stay meditated on the words of the Bible and not the words that um, contradicted in culture. So, for instance, like when you're having um, a bad day or you're feeling discouraged and you're walking in your life and you're feeling the weight of everything else that, you know, everyone else is putting on your shoulders or you put on your own shoulders. How do I stay focused on Christ in that? Well, I'm going to go to scripture. And what does it say? Well, in Philippians 4, 8, it talks about... um, keeping basically your mentality, your mindset set on these things. It goes, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So as we go through and we we think about this scripture, this is one of the ways that we can look at how God has called us to think. Not to think about what other people are doing, not to be judgmental, not to be jealous, not to invoke envy, not to um, be distracted, right? Not to go into the the temptations of of different things that culture may have us go into, provocative ways, or but it says whatever is pure, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, those are the things that we need to set our mind upon. And so if we want to stay focused on Jesus, we do those things. We keep our mindset focused on on the ways that he would have us. There's one other scripture I want to share just to get us fundamentally on what it looks like to keep faith and to keep focus. And that is here in Proverbs 4, 25 to 27. It says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to your paths for your feet and be steadfast in all of your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. So as we look at that scripture, we think about it. It's such a good scripture to tie in with the race, right? So we're racing. We're on this racetrack. We're staying focused on on Jesus. So we're going to have him in our mind looking straight ahead. Okay? Jesus is straight ahead of you. He's not to the left of you, and he's not going to be to the right of you. And he's not going to like have you be distracted by other people's life. He has 
predestined you for good works. His word has confirmation that we are predestined for good works. And so what that means is you're not going to be weighed down as you focus on him because he's not telling you, hey, I want you to go and look at what your neighbors are doing and then tell me if you're good enough to keep running this race. No, he's saying, look at me because what I've called you to is different from anybody else physically around you or around you on the internet. I've got a plan for you. And all I'm calling you to do is to know my ways, which is through knowing his word and to stay focused on that and not to turn to anybody else to give you affirmations. Don't look for a friend or family members. Yes, we need encouragement from time to time, but don't look to them for your calling. I think that is really helpful. Actually, that last piece that you just said to um, about who we look to for our actual like calling and what we are destined to do or our vocation or whatever it may be, because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, nobody knows other than God, right? Nobody knows other than God. I mean, we can get suggestions and people love to give suggestions, but like, that's exactly the question that you answered. Um, for me, honestly, is like, how do you know what your calling is, especially if it looks a lot like that other woman's or mm-hmm. that other person's or your friends, and they're really similar? Right. That's a And that's a beautiful point. As mothers, even in that role, how hard is it to maintain your own race? Mm-hmm. Meaning we have kids, we all seem like we're similarly situated. However, we have different kids. Yeah. We, we have different ways of parenting. We have different things that we've been exposed to in our own lives. We have different kids who um, learn differently, who like to be loved differently. So it's really mm-hmm. important in being a mother and a woman that we are listening to what God says about our lives and our children and our mission. Because if we don't listen to the Lord, we can completely miss the mission. Because our mission, our first, you know, our first ministry, as if we're a mother, um, is your children, right? Your family. And if you're a woman, you don't have children, it's the people who are close to you, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing about being a mother is you cannot shape your plan off of what you see other people do. God knows you intimately and he knows your children intimately. Therefore, he's going to call you to love and nurture them in a way that's independent than how other people may. It's good to have like, you know, that support system where you have those big ideas. Hey, what have you used for, you know, discipline in this stage or what works for you? And then taking that and realizing that might not work for you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you are a worse mother or a better mother. If you got it right in one week, you know, before they did, or, you know, two months later, what it means is that you're still running your race in accordance to what God's will is. You're not comparing like your day to the, the day of someone else. Because if you do that, you're continually looking for markers that are not meant for you to go off of. You're looking and you're thinking there's progress in your life. And God's like, I called you to be much further along, but you're sitting there waiting for affirmations from everyone else around you. Instead of seeing if you threw off every hindrance in this race, you would be much further because Mm -hmm. your heart posture would be set on me and not affirmations and not congratulations from people around Mm you. Oh, yes. Let's look at the racetrack. So we didn't break down what the racetrack looks like. And so I want us to kind of, we're not going to dig super deep into this because this could take hours, but the fact that it's like we have a calling and we have a dream. And so they could be the same thing. They could be different, but a calling could also be, you know, 
the way that you're approaching, like the Lord is calling you to approach your life in that season, right? So mm-hmm. I'm called in this season to, you know, be a mother to younger children, but that's not mm-hmm. my, I mean, my lifelong calling will be a mother, but it's different, you know? So yeah. I may have a, a dream of doing youth ministry, but right now, you know, I'm fulfilling my mission, my call in this mm-hmm. season to mother them. And what is that metric on that race of saying, Hey, you hit that mile marker. You hit that mile marker. It's not the same as we try to, because we have small minds compared to, of course, according to God. But I think it's just letting go of our like finite, like our ability to just not need to measure it, knowing that God has got it measured. Our progress usually comes in a way where we're like, wow, my heart has grown much more mature in how I'm actually forgiving or I'm more nurturing or I'm slow to anger Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's these qualities where it's like, how do you gauge that? It's not like, Oh, he started walking right two months earlier than expected. Right. Or, Oh, he's, he's 85 percentile for his height. (laughs) And God's like, you grew this season because you learned how to be more self, like less about you, more selfless, Mm -hmm. more God centered. And that's one of those things where it's like, how do you measure that in a race? And that's why it's also like run the race because you aren't going to be like given an award every time you hit a, a mile marker, like the world would say, but God's going to give you peace and joy and all these affirmations and hug you in a way where you're like, huh, I'm making progress because you're not so fixated on someone else's progress. Yeah. You're realizing like real progress shows like the authenticity of the human beings creating you to be. Mm. And you get that through being fixated on Christ, his ways, his path. Because if you start going in someone else's lane, you're going to make that person stumble, which is not selfless. Right? It's a little selfish. And you're not running your path. You're never good. You're going to be chasing someone else's dream and you will never be fulfilled. And it's, it's hard because a lot of us get there. God is gracious, though. And he realigns you as soon as you turn your head okay. back to him. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I just got to let that soak in for a minute. It's so good. Um, and those are all really, really good ways, MJ, to like, man, just be able to be encouraged about how we look at life. Like it takes off so much pressure too. Mm-hmm. All right, Nicole, should we uh, wrap it up and pray over? Absolutely. Everybody? Absolutely. All right. Lord, we thank you so much for this time that you have allowed us to have. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are so merciful and compassionate, Lord. Thank you that you have taken every single burden off of our shoulders, that you have wiped us of all of our sin, Lord, because of how great you are and the sacrifice that you made for us. Lord, I pray over the person listening right now that you may be able to just be and show them what it is to stay fixed on you, God, what it is to run the course that you have called them specifically, that they need not look anywhere else, not left, not right, not behind them, but they would look straight forward at you, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, that right now that they would have just a clear vision as to what it is in this season and today you want them to walk towards. And I pray every stumbling block would be removed, Lord. I pray that they would know that they have a course that is so amazingly predestined for them, God, that they will feel joy and hope and encouragement as they seek you and as they run the good race every day of their life. I pray, God, that they would know that having faith is something that you want to grow in them and that they don't need to do any of this on their own and that they can just seek you all through this course in their life. Mm -hmm. And we're so grateful for you, Lord Jesus. It's in your holy name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.